What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. It's 93.7 The Ticket. Look at me short. Look at me short. I'm the captain now. Three-time national champion, Vershawn Jackson. Oh, got a bunch all alone is Vershawn Jackson. And Vershawn, he'll get it to the 24-yard line. Coming at you live from the Copples Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here he is, Vershawn Jackson. Ah, yeah. I can swallow a bottle of all in a feel like Godzilla. Better hit the deck like the cartilla. Yeah. Here walking around the party, a cross between a zombie, a pocket of Simba Bobita. Rain in which is probably the same reason I was right. The ticket, the captain with Baron Miles. Let me stop. B. What's going on? Hey, that's some that's some, that's some music right there. I, I I can see myself getting hyped to that. Yeah, that's yeah. Why, that's why I do. I when I hear it and I'm training, I'm training some of my guys, and it comes on. I'd be like, man, y'all don't understand what that that's doing to me right now. You don't understand the feeling going through my body. So it's it's a good feeling. I like it. Yeah, and I know we were gonna talk, we, and we're still gonna talk about the black shirts, but that's a great segue into me going out to. Arizona to watch my cousin play. Um, I think they they played Scotts and them old that that old Florida team, and yeah. uh, in the in the bowl game and going to the park. I'm going to meet up with um, Toby, and yep. I see what I think is Baron Miles, and I'm like, he's training. It sounds like Baron Miles, and I come up and and it is Baron Miles. But then there was another guy that kind of looked like Baron Miles, and and and. <laughs> I'm just wondering, like, you know, I introduced myself, of course, and it's Junior. Right. Yeah. And 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 I remember and I, I recorded some of that by the way. So okay. you know, at some point I'm gonna have to make sure you get that um right. that, that film back so you can have that for his archives. But I remember thinking to myself, this dude, this 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 little dude is gonna be nice and he's catching balls though. What's wrong with this right. picture? I'm thinking, why, why is he catching balls? He's supposed to be backpedaling. Right. And I remember you saying and him saying, I'm a receiver. Yeah. I'm a receiver. And I remember doing some stuff with him, and I'm thinking to myself, this kid's a receiver. Like, so how did that even happen in the Bear Miles household? Well, honestly, one, I didn't press being a DB because that was pressure, especially following your dad and being a DB type thing. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to worry about that. But him, I wanted him to learn the game. So he started out as a quarterback. So he always played quarterback in Little League. So he was always the quarterback. He was never the receiver. He was the quarterback or he was the free safety. And so um, realistically, if he would have been doing his tricep push downs and push up more push ups and he had better arm strength 
he probably would have been still playing quarterback in high school. Mm. But um, he didn't, he, you know, he was, I, I could outthrow anybody. It doesn't matter. Not knowing once we got back down to Arizona, because we was up in Canada at that time. When he got back, to, when he got to Arizona, he saw them kids throwing the football. He was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go to, I'm gonna go to quarter. I mean, receiver." And so then he started running routes and and playing receiver and catching the ball because we always worked on his hands, so he can catch the ball and he was running routes. So it, that's how it came to fruition. Was I wanted him to play quarterback because he's an athlete. I said, "Just be an athlete. Play all the positions. I don't care what it is. You can get on the field, get on the field, playing any position you can." So. So with him being at Nebraska, of course he's he's coming. He, he's kind of like that starter from the bottom. Now I'm here type deal. He's got to work his right. way up to. And I know he's got. I watched him before he went hurt in the spring. Corey got hurt in the spring, and right. I was like, "Holy smokes!" You could see the flashes of I've got stickums for hands, and yeah. my routes are crisper than yours. Right. And I know yeah. you you can attest that to some of the, some of the training that you put him through. Exactly. That's the whole point. I want him to be coachable. I want him to be able to push through pain. I want him to be able to push through adversity and saying, hey, you're not going to be a starter. So, okay, what are you going to do? You sit on the side, you learn different things, you hear what the coach is saying, they telling this guy that, that's what he's doing wrong, or that's the right thing to do, and you live on it. You say, okay, that's okay. That's what it looks like. All right, I need to do that, and I need to do it better. And then that that's how I taught him. And and that's what he should be doing. What what do you tell him now? You know, with, with the NIL, with the the uh, transfer portal. You know, we got a new receivers coach at Mickey Joseph. Uh, who I'm I'm ecstatic and elated that he's here. But yeah. what do you tell him when you know they're bringing in five guys? They've got five guys, and they're bringing in five guys. What do you as a as a coach and as a dad? Is that a different conversation, or is it the same? It's it's. Is what I've taught them from the beginning. Just because you're on top doesn't mean somebody's not come, trying to come get it from, from you. I said, if you're at the bottom, you got to go get the guy at the top. So regardless of where you are within that pecking order, you're always pushing yourself to be the better person. So like I said, I said you always want you want to be good or you want to be great. Mm. If you're settling on that play, then you're trying to just be good. So you want to be trying to still continue to do better than you did already. So if you had a good game, you say, ah, it was all right, whatever. I'm trying to get better. I'm trying to be that guy. I want to be the best there is, however that may come. So when they bring in five guys, all right, that means I got to be on my A game. I got to be ready to go. But then again, if he's on his A game and the five guys they bring in are on their A game, you're probably looking at Nebraska in the national title game. That's true. That, that, that means we're deep. Yes. So, um, when you talk about black shirts, yep. you remember when you got yours and what did it mean to you? That's a, that's that's tricky. I, I'm not 100% sure when I got it, but I know I was mad because I didn't have it. And I think my sophomore year, I played games. I, I subbed Steve Armour out and Bird out. I'm like, these are guys I've been watching. I was watching on TV playing. And I'm subbing them out. You know, I didn't have a black shirt. That was my sophomore year. My junior year, I played a, a – I, I still didn't have a, a black shirt playing my junior year. Um, I think it was probably going – the spring ball going into my senior year. So it was that spring ball year going into my senior year. I think that's when I finally got my black shirt. And I was like, yes. 
I got it, and I'm not giving it back. Because at that time, there there was times you were walking to your, to the locker room and you got the yellow shirt in your locker because you you had a subpar game, and it was more consistency. I was like, y'all not getting y'all not getting this back. Why don't y'all give it to me? So and, you, well, you mean to tell me that. And I know this to be true, but you tell me you can have a black shirt one day and then you mess up and not play consistently in practice or, or consistently in the game. You could come back on Monday and you'll have a gold shirt in there. You have it be hanging up in your locker. You'd be like your head drop, everything drop. And you feel as a, as a teammate, I felt bad. I was sitting there going, oh, man, that's not happening to me. And it's, it's, yeah, it was about being consistent, understanding your job, your role, everything, all that came into play. And you didn't want to, you didn't want to give your black shirt up. And I, I started a couple games, a lot of games, especially as my junior year. And I, I still didn't have a black shirt. It was just it, be consistent, understand it. And I don't, I'm not a hundred percent whether it was spring or middle season of that my junior year, but I know I was still rocking a, a yellow shirt. And I was just like, all right, it is what it is. I know I'm playing, so I got to do my job. That was it. Yeah. Well, so, so becoming a black shirt. What, what does that mean, black shirt? Like, why is like, there such a mystique of the black shirts? Because it's, it's, it becomes a brotherhood. It becomes when you don that shirt, you know what you're getting out of each individual. You know you're giving blood, sweat, and tears. You're getting it all. So when you train in the weight room, when you're doing your classwork, if you're not doing your classwork, you're not representing the black shirts because you're not going to be able to play for us. You're not going to be able to be on the field with your brothers because you're not eligible to play. If you're not doing the work in the, in the weight room, same thing. You're not going to be there. You're going to let your brothers down. So when you have that black shirt, you, you're not you counting on yourself as well as you're trying to promote how to prepare, how to practice, how to do the classwork, how to do the right things the right way to your teammates, to your other potential black shirts that's coming up. So you're trying to lead them and show them the right way to go. It seemed like, though, you guys hated everybody. <laughs> yeah, that's the way. But that was that was the attitude. It was more or less, you know, we wasn't going to lose. We, My job, especially as a corner, especially as a small corner, my job was Charlie McBride would walk in, in the meeting room and go, hey, y'all going to win or lose the game for us. The, the, everybody else is going to do their job. Y'all playing man-to-man. If they beat y'all, we're going to lose the game. And so you had to, you had to hey, I'm going to hold my end of the deal up. I'm going to do my job. I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. Whether that means I got to dominate the game or if they run a sweet toss or a counter my way to the outside, I can't run away from and shy away from that. I got to go set the edge and make sure I turn it back to my horses in the inside. So everybody had to hold their own weight and carry their own weight to make sure. And that's what that's why it made it seem like we hated each other. I hated everybody because that's what we wanted to present, um, put out there to everybody when we did play. We was all going all hats to the ball. Yeah, but in practice, like if there was no drop off in practice. You would thought y'all would have dropped off a little bit in practice. But it didn't matter that it was a young Vershawn Jackson that came in. It didn't matter that, no. that that he was 18, didn't know very much. You still smacked him. Why That's was right. that a staple for black shirts? Because I think, you know, ticket Husker fans, we got to understand 
how the level of black shirt and what that really meant, how deep that ran in you guys' blood, you know, and it started in practice. Oh, it definitely started in practice. You did not want to lose practice, especially because then we were going ones against ones every now and then until it got too heated. If it stayed calm and cool, and it was okay, but um, sometimes we, we did go one against ones, and we didn't want them to go nowhere. They was number one in the country. We was trying to be number one or two in the country in defense and stuff like that. So, yeah, it was a battle. That was a battle within itself. So you had to do your job and know your responsibilities, and that came across in practice, and then it showed up in the games. Who's the best running back you ever played you play with or against? Oh, oh that, that's a, it's a lot. That, 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 that man, too, when he's at 198, 200 pounds, even LP is oof. Long Phillips <laughs> is 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 deadly. Uh, he's a he's a bad man. Um, you got a chance to see him up in in Canada. Yeah, I saw him up in Canada. He came up and played up in Canada, and I told the GM that I said, "Hey, if he's at 198, 200, not above 200, but 200, y'all you better watch out." I said, y'all better watch out. And sure enough, he came up, he did his thing, and yeah, I got a chance to be with him. So it was it was cool. So 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 being there in 91, 92, 93, we came up short against Florida State. You had a couple of big games. Well, some stuff in that game in that game happened that was some phantom calls. Yes. How did, you know, I don't know if you want to talk about those phantom calls, but how did that game catapult your mindset to 1994 and winning the championship? Um, I think, you know, especially the, the, the phantom call of the penalty, the me late hitting the, um, Rashawn, no, uh, Ward Dunn out of bounds. I don't know how they call that in a national championship game anyway, but they called it. And, again, that, for me, that catapulted 94 where it became we refused to lose. And regardless of whatever happens, we wasn't going to lose the game anymore after that point. And so that's how that that came about, where when penalties, whether it was the punt return, whether it was the late hit and things like that, it it became it became we refused to lose. And that was our mantra going into that summer, that spring, where we was going to refuse to lose no matter what it was. We wasn't going to lose anymore. And it carried over and everybody bought in. And that's how it came about. I remember in practice, and we talked about this, but I remember in practice, I probably was, I was, you know, I was at Run Station. I, it was '94. I was two years on scout team, so I'm, I'm, I'm already pissed because of that. I'm buried behind every fullback known to man, so <laughs> I'm, I'm mad because of that. And I don't know what happened. You know how you guys were. Who right. knows? Coach McBride might have said, "Run the same play again ten times." <laughs> Who knows what it was? But I know I was pissed. And right. it was um it was punt and it was it was punt team against scout and I was just out for blood and my mindset was I'm gonna pick on the smallest black shirt out there. Right. And I'm gonna get him. <laughs> and I remember I went and tried to sock you up and before yeah. I know I look up, I'm on my back. You didn't you didn't slam me on my back, you didn't <laughs> I'm thinking, <laughs> how's this little dude get me on my back? <laughs> so I'm thinking it's over. It's over. Right. You did your deal, Baron. You won, and the next punt, 
every single black shirt that was on punt team took a shot on me. Yeah. And you unleashed those guys on me. So not on why did you unleash those black shirts on me? Now, to be fair, I didn't unleash them on you. It was just the fact that you you attacked us. Yeah. And again, it that's what's supposed to happen. Right. When one attack, all right, we're gonna attack them back. Let's go. And again, that's that's that was the brotherhood part of it. It was the the fact that hey, that's not gonna happen on our watch. And that's the way we took it. We took it to heart. And you you paid the the price for it. I did but, pay, man. I paid. I paid with blood on that one. I listen, from that day on, I had nothing but the utmost respect for Barry Miles. I appreciate that. Yeah, man. man come on, man. Listen, <laughs> I used to work out with y'all at the you know, when right. you started working out in the weight room, when you started getting your right. size back on you and and yeah. you know, by the time I got there, you was you was in the weight room and it was something about the black shirt defensive backs that I just I gravitated towards you guys. Right. You know, I don't know why, but but that that's what it was. And you guys still, even though I play offense, you still took me in as one of you, and I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, you talked a good game like that, so you you can hang with us. So you know how DBs are. If that's that's the way your your mentality goes, and you play with a, a defensive mentality, then that's where you're going to try to lean towards. So. Well, let me ask you a question. Because yep. I, I, you might have an answer. How many times did you get beat by Jock Allen in practice? Oh my goodness, <laughs> Jock! Jock! Oh, Jock was a beast, and and you couldn't get mad at him because he always worked. And I was like, I don't blame him. He's trying to get on the football field, and so you know that again. That tells me the story when when uh, McBride, he's in a scout team and. Jock is running down the field by himself and scoring on us, throwing the ball up in the stands, and Jock and we defense is mad because he scored, and and Charlie McBride is going, well, don't let him score then. You tied him throwing the ball up there, and so that was that was our every day we try to kill Jock Allen as much as we can, and that was the that was the whole point. That was the point of the defense. Don't let him score. I know, you know, and I, I tell people all the time, you you got to understand how important. When I finally figured out, okay. Scout team is my game, and right. I need to. If we got five yards on y'all, I might spike the ball. Right. I, yep. I'm talking reckless. I don't care because you're gonna hit me anyway. You don't care. Right. You guys ain't gonna right. help us up. You and if you do, it's a Mike Manor, Baron Miles, a guy that you know they're gonna right. sock you and then be like, "Hey, you all right, man? Man, good job, yeah. man. We'll we'll see you the next play." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's but that's. I, that's what I loved about it. I talk about it all the time. I talk to my son about it. I talk to the guys that that I'm that I know that are going to Lincoln and showing what the atmosphere is supposed to be about. And that that's that's what I remember and that's what I loved about it was you can compete every single time. And if you don't like to compete, then you're in the wrong atmosphere right now. So you got to be able to compete. What's your most memorable moment as a Husker? My most memorable moment um, is uh, standing in the Orange Bowl on New Year's night, New Year's night, and um, being a national ta- uh, uh, champion, and just like um, on your birthday, on my birthday, I, I I took it in for a brief moment, and then knowing me, you got to know me, um, knowing me, I took that in, and I walked into the locker room. 
and then it was over because I was preparing to go to the NFL. And that was my mindset. And that's what I remember as a Husker because they set me up to give me an opportunity to go to the NFL, and now it's up to me to try to push forward and, and show my skills and talents to be able to do that. And that night after that Orange Bowl game, all right, we won a national title. I'm a DB that played in that national title game on the number one team in the nation. All right, somebody's going to give me a shot. I got to set myself up to prepare for it. And that's what I was getting ready for, and that's what I remember as a Husker. Okay, when we get back, I want to talk to you a little bit about that transition, getting drafted to the Pittsburgh Steelers, and then getting hurt, but then going to Canadian League and staying there. So when we get back, we'll talk a little bit more with Baron Miles, the captain, the ticket. Listen, 93.7, the ticket, TyroneBird.com for all your insurance needs. Colorado, Arizona, or Nebraska, TyroneBird.com. That's Bird with a Y. We'll be right back at you. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.